he's alive. He's not dead. He's no more in the tomb. I witnessed that for myself. Had the opportunity to see the tomb where they laid my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. He's not there. There's a sign on the door that says, he is not here. He is risen. Can you tell somebody that your Redeemer lives? He's alive and he's well. He's sitting on the right side of his Father, interceding for you and I. Isn't that awesome? We have a God that hears and answers our prayers. And we can do, go to our Father at any time of the day. How many of you know that if you're making a long-distance call, there's times, there's certain choir, uh, 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 time barrier that you cannot call in because nobody's in the office. Unless they have a 24-hour service, if you're stuck on a road, you hope that somebody picks up your call. Isn't that true? But you can call upon Jesus any time of the day, in the late hour morning, at any time that you think that nobody might be paying attention to you, you can call on Jesus and he hears you and answers your prayer. What is the first question? What is the first thing you look for? You've, you actually look for peace. You look for some kind of assurance and confidence that can build your faith. Anybody been stuck in a rut or in a wedge position? I'm not going to explain the whole definition of wedge because you can figure that out at the water park. So, but you can really find out what God wants you and I to understand that no matter what condition of life or adversity and challenge that you and I are facing, Jesus hears and answers your prayer. How many of us have been praying recently even more intently than we were in the past several weeks or several months? Nalani's time ran out. Her November or December time ran out. And I saw that maybe not depressed, but maybe just a slight of sadness within her eyes. And she said, oh, Dad, I got the email. And they said that, uh, let me speak to you that sent the email. <laughs> okay. All right. And she said, you know, Dad, got the email and... They said that, you know, I, I'm not able to, you know, so forth. And, and I looked at her right in her eyes. You can ask her again. I looked at her right in her eyes. And I said, they'll call you back. And they'll tell you that they made an error. They made a mistake. And she said, okay, Dad, all right. We're already past the time. We passed the time by several weeks. But just that word alone gave her confidence and said, Lord, if it is your will for me to receive that, then I'll continue to believe it. And now I'll, take, I'll go the effort, extra effort and not just sow seeds that I was sowing, but I'll sow an even greater seed than I was sowing. Because a seed sown is a harvest own. What are you believing God for, to do in your life? If what you have in your amount of giving is not enough to meet that need, then it's not, it's not going to meet that need. So it's a time for you to sow seed. Sow seed in the ground. Sow seed in the kingdom. And watch what God's going to do with the faith that you have. Because you're putting and entrusting your faith in the power of God's word and not yourself. See, our theme this year, Strive in a Spirit, is really going to take time or it's going to really teach you and I what it is to strive in a spirit. It's not just to go to church and pray. It's not to just go in a place where Christians are and we can lift our hands and sing a song. 
It's to take the word of God and allow the word of God to just manifest in your life. You can be driving down a road and the spirit of God might put something in your spirit. And all of a sudden you're going to be praying for that certain individual. It's happening to many of you right now. Without you realizing somebody has you on their mind and they're praying for you. You might be going through a condition that nobody knows and somebody drops something in someone else's spirit and they start praying for you without you even realizing it. Maybe you come across them another month or so and they say, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. You know, last month about this time where, you know, where you're going through a situation and then you're going to realize that that person you've been praying for didn't even know you were praying for them. Because God placed them on your heart. Listen, folks, this may seem uh, um, uncommon. It is uncommon to a natural man, but it's an everyday thing with God. Because God is a spirit. We read that in, in John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. For God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We're talking about striving in the spirit. Last week we talked about focus. How many of you remember that? Today we're going to talk a little bit about pattern. There's several things that we're going to strive for in the spirit. Because I truly and I, I really, really believe that God wants us to go up to another level in faith. And the only way that we're going to have to go up in another level, see our altitude is determined by our, can I say that again? Our altitude is determined by our attitude. If you have the wrong attitude, then you cannot go to the next altitude. If you're comfortable being in the sixth grade, and you, you, ever, you think about those that have gone to the seventh, or the eighth, or the ninth, or the tenth, you understand what I'm saying. I'm just using that as an illustration. If you feel comfortable where you are, then changes cannot be made in your life. I remember when I was exiting from elementary. That's elementary for some of us. And I knew that, I was, oh, the next year I was going to go to junior high. I was excited, man. I was excited. Wow, fresh blood, fresh breed. I'm stepping up the level. I'm getting out from the places that teachers doesn't like me. <laughs> but I hope to meet new teachers and new friends and so forth and so on. You, you understand what I'm saying? So I had to change my attitude. What was the first thing I was thinking about? wow, I don't need to go to school early now. I can go surf. Because <laughs> intermediate starts later. Elementary was like 7.45. Intermediate was about 8 o'clock. For surfers, 8.30. <laughs> My attitude made some adjustments. So before I got there, I was able to make the transition. And at that time of all years, they gave us nine periods. That was the worst thing that ever happened to Y and I. And I was found highly favored to walk in a system that started nine periods. They'll never do it again. Here, my sister, she and I was going classes at the same time. We'll edit all that stuff, okay? Because they might want to try and bring it back. 
The teachers never really knew when the lunchtime was. So I ate lunch three periods. <laughs> Fought fifth and sixth. Boy, you're supposed to be in class. Lunchtime. To see you again the next period. Hey, you're supposed to be in class. Lunchtime. They see you, they finally put things together. No, tell me this is lunchtime. <laughs> Recess for me. <laughs> they can never figure it out. Let me just say this. People can't figure you out. But your attitude has to be adjusted so you can go up to the next altitude. Get up to the next level. Can you just kind of nudge somebody and tell them, get up to the next level. Don't be discouraged by what you're facing in 2016. Guess what? It's over. Stop crying about the downfalls and the hardships and the struggles of 2016. It's over. Tell somebody right beside you, it's over. So we got to trust God for what he's about to do in 2017. You have to go up. If you're just comfortable where you are, then what you had in the past will always be what you try to strive on. But it's not taking you any place. Got to strive up. You got to strive in the spirit realm. And if you're not praying, you got to stay in that area of prayer. Strive in the spirit. There's many other categories that I'll be teaching within the past month or so. Our leadership camp is coming up within the next two weeks, I believe. <laughs> My gosh. We'll be drilling some of our leadership only to prepare them for what God is doing today. So last week, we talked about focus. Today, we're going to talk about pattern. Somebody say the word pattern. What is a pattern? Well, a pattern is an illustration. It is an example that is set. Thank you. It says, be the picture painted to show others what you're trying to say or to teach. Let the colors be bright and let them define the details of that picture. Let me say that part again. Let the colors be bright and let it define the details of that picture. Be the pattern. So let me go into scripture this morning. If you have your Bibles with you, go with me into the book of, um, uh, let's start here. Let's go back to Philippians chapter 3. Let's start there. And we read several scriptures from verse 12, talked about focus. Right all the way down to verse 14. <clears throat> so let's start at verse 15. Philippians chapter 4. Uh, 3, excuse me. Verse 14. 15. It says, let all who are spiritually mature, <clears throat> I believe we're reading this from the NLT translation. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. Help me read it. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it 
plain to you. But we must hold on to the progress we have already, past tense. We have already made. Not, not really, I'd like to say this to you. You don't, if you're in a sixth grade, you don't have to go, if you made a few mistakes, you don't have to go back to kindergarten or second or third grade. God has already bought you through those areas already. You have achieved those goals and, and things. So, but now it's time for you to go further than you are already. Amen? So he says here in verse uh, 16, but we must hold on to the progress. Tell your neighbor, hold on to your progress. We have already made 17. Dear brothers and sisters, help me read it. Pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. We're talking about the Apostle Paul at that time. He was teaching the church or his leadership first. And he was telling them at this hour, you have come such a long way. I know you face some discouragement. I know you're going through some trips in your life. I know you're dealing with this and that and the other. But please know, you have progressed. You have gone through these things before. See, if you face a dilemma in your, or a challenge or a storm in your life, uh, I believe it was back in 1982 when Hurricane Eva came by. I remember shopping in this place, running and gathering a few more items that we needed. And upon walking out of this store that used to be, it was the big way store. You remember that? It's, that was the old big way. This is the new big way. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. So I remember coming into this place, grabbing a few items, my wife and I, and running out. We had dad's truck at that time, dad's Ford. And we ran out into the truck and, and put the groceries or whatever we needed, candles and whatever. And we begin to exit the parking area. But at that time, the storm was, was hitting already. And it was blowing our truck back and forth, back and forth. My wife was a little bit startled about it. I was too. But I, I got to show her, you know what, don't worry, babe, just trust me. Just trust me. Hold on. I'm going to take you out of this storm. How many guys understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Some of you guys was crying to your wife. And your wife had to look, honey, don't worry. I got this. And the women said, whoa, there is an amen. Wow. Guys, if your wives ever look at you, honey, don't worry. You're in bad shape. So I had to bring forth confidence and assurance and let my wife know amidst this storm, I haven't been in a storm as that. But I believed and I was settled within my heart. I was confident that God was going to take us through that storm and bring us home to our, the rest of our families. And all that we needed was being met. Well, back over in 1992 now, the next storm came. How many of you remember that storm? Hurricane Iniki came in. It almost devastated our place just as much as it did in 82. But the storm that we was faced in that time, 
as much as they were saying what the storm was going to do and what it was going to be like, we tried to prepare ourselves for that. But we started referring back to what God brought us through 10 years before that. And that's what gave us a pattern and it gave us an example. It, it set an illustration that God says, I will always be with you even to the very end of the earth. I will never leave you comfortless. I will never leave you without. So he gave me that assurance that what I was facing before and now I'm facing it, I'm still, God's going to bring me through. Some, can somebody lift your hand and say, God's going to bring me through. Now, if you have that type of faith, God's going to do exactly what you believe in God to do. But if you allow yourself to just give way and say, well, you know, if this happens, and, and, uh, you know, it might sound a little bit like giving up. But let me encourage you today. Don't give up because your breakthrough is right around the corner. Your breakthrough. How many of you remember waiting for the bus and you're like, wow, I was here now, especially in Waianae traffic? Three hours, the bus never come back, come yet. Don't give up. Wait. The time that you walk away from that and give up while you're walking, your five, ten minute walk, the bus just pulled up. And you were waiting there for hours. Short story. Good one. Wasn't able to. My father was at work all the way up in town. I remember you, how many of you remember the old crest right in uh, uh, Honolulu? So dad was working in Hawaiian Electric, mom and dad. So, and I was playing football at that season. Uh, this was my sixth or seventh grade I was about. That said, you want to come up, catch the bus up? And I was like, catch the bus. <laughs> yeah, okay, I catch the bus. Okay, okay. Now you, this is, he gave me the example, he gave me the illustration, where to follow. But while I was waiting for the bus, the bus took forever. So a guy pulled up on his delivery truck. And he, was, he came in, he saw me at the bus stop, and he passed me by, he saw me there. He did all his deliveries, all the way to Makaha Supermarket, Carnets and every place. Turned around, was coming back. Still saw me at the bus stop. <clears throat> he pulled on the side, he said, hey, where you going? I said, I gotta meet my, my dad all the way up in town. I'm gonna buy me football shoes. He said, bah, I'm going all the way up in town. I'm going right where you going? He like, jump in. I said, shoot, bro. Now I can buy me something with the money mom gave me for <laughs> catch the bus. I went with him. But what I failed to realize was it was a delivery truck. So what does that mean? <laughs> he still got to deliver. That Lolo, I'm going to remind him if that's you. Bruh. So I wasn't thinking. So what dad was thinking is, I should be here maybe just about that certain time. So he, he'll wait for me and we'll get the shoes and then we'll drive home. Well, long story short, because he had a deliver, we was going now to Eva. Kapule wasn't even thought of back then. We, 
you know, all the stops along the way. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I hope I get to that at the, at the time. And so finally, we got up in town maybe another two hours after. And so when I walked, I found dad there. He was just, he was like, what happened? I, all the buses that you sh- should have been on, you weren't on the bus. I said that, I would save some money. <laughs> he said, yeah, how much money you in save? I think at that time could have been like 50 cents probably. <laughs> wow, that was a lot of money, 50 cents. That's about what? Three ICs, two butternuts, and one I better. Long story short, what saved me 50 cents cost that $25 because his car got towed away. Now, who's on you feel more for, for me or for dad? <laughs> dad said, now we got to catch the bus and go pick up my car because they towed it away. And then I got to go buy your shoes. So you know summertime what you're going to be doing. You're going to have to work to pay that off. <laughs> no, he never said that. So what am I getting to is amidst whatever situation you're going through, don't give up where you are and wait for the bus. Let me just say that first, okay? <laughs> don't jump on any delivery truck. But, you know, this guy was like an angel. He was real cool. He fed me. He gave me stuff. Wherever he delivered to, they was giving him stuff. He was giving them all to me. Isn't that cool? Yeah, so tell your kids, stay off the delivery trucks. But I'd like to say as well, I'm talking about pattern. There's always a pattern to follow. If you're building a home, you have a blueprint that you have to follow. We have many carpenters as well. That is a carpenter as well. He built most of the freeways that we drive on. He built. So they had to follow patterns, blueprints, an example. Parents, you and I are examples for our children to follow. And the examples that you set will either give them hope or cause them to be destructive. Don't say something and you don't follow that up. Because they're watching what you say and the things you do. Jesus is our perfect illustration. The Apostle Paul was telling us here, dear brothers and sisters, verse 17, pattern your lives after mine. He was a great teacher. Learn from those who follow our example. So Apostle Paul says to pattern your life. Be that example of the believer. Pattern means to form oneself according to the plan that he has made, to form. It also means to follow what has been already done and completed. You know, we're in a football season right now, and we have great athletes out there. One, Tua Tango-Vailua, he's about to enter. In fact, he's right now have entered Alabama. He's right now in school. He just graduated in December. And he's entered spring, uh, entered on the, the spring season for this uh, season to go into school. So they congratulated him just this week. Said a big shout for Tua Tango Vailua. Already graduated in December. And he's already started in Alabama. Hallelujah. 
you're going to hear about that name even more so. In fact, he spoke right here at this platform about a month and a half ago. He began to speak of the patterns and illustrations that he followed to get to where he was, is, or where he's going. We all talk about this man, uh, Mar Marcus Mariota, who is now playing for the Tennessee Titans as the starting quarterback. Wow, he's achieved so many great goals. But Tua Tango Vailoa was kind of under his tutorship. Kind of followed the pattern of Marcus Mariota or the great Timmy Chang or the former quarterbacks that went to that school. You see what I'm saying? So what he was doing was he was following the pattern. And this never happened in, in all history in, in the state of Hawaii that someone was invited or recruited, highly, not just recruited, highly recruited above all, the nation from Hawaii to be picked. Coach never even met him. Nobody shook their hand. It was just over a phone call. He says, Tua, Tango Bailoa, we'd like to give you a full scholarship to Alabama. Yeah. We haven't even met you. All we did was Hear about the good things that you've done, your accomplishments and your achievements. Many of us have gone and have accomplished many things in our life. Don't just bank on those things. Look at fresh and vibrant examples that God is setting before you. He's already did it with the prophets and apostles and those that have gone through many hardships in life. So all we need to do is follow after their example. Can you tell your neighbor, follow after their example? I believe within another couple of years, uh, not prophetically speaking it, uh, well, I could be, because it's already said and it's about to be done, that we'll be watching him on Sunday morning uh, television. He'll be playing on an NFL team. Real, real short, real soon. Last night we had a chance to go, and uh, Toto did awesome. Brother Joe, he did awesome. They had the... The best of the best was playing last night. And uh, it was a good game. It was an awesome game. Hawaii pulled it out all the way to the last three minutes. And then they had other examples going on. So, but anyway, <laughs> anyhow, anyhow, we, we, we pressed through that part to where we're looking and seeing what God wants to do within our lives. And this is what God is saying here. To pattern means to form oneself according to the plan that he has made for you and I. Now, while we're there, can we shoot up the scripture in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 10. In the Amplified Translation, you can follow on your Bible or write this as a note. But can we shoot that up, please? In the Amplified Translation says, For we are God's own. Look at that word. Handiwork. His workmanship recreated in who? Recreated in who? Christ Jesus. And then it says in parentheses, Born anew. And then it goes on that we may do those good works which God did what? Predestined. Planned beforehand for us. God predestined you and I to walk and live 
in that new life. He said here, which he planned beforehand. That's the pattern. For us, taking paths, which he prepared when? Somebody said, ahead of time. How many of you, when you come home and you're hungry, and you just pray and hope that your wife prepared your meal ahead of time? We don't hear an amen there over there. Maybe that's what you need to work on, being more grateful to your spouse so she can plan your dinner ahead of time. If not, she'll say to you, stop McDonald's on the way home. Uh, nothing wrong with McDonald's. Maybe Burger Queen or something like that. King. King and Queen. Whatever. So he says, can we go back up? Prepared ahead of time that we should help me walk in them, living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. God designed you and I to learn what it is to live the good life. But we never knew about it because we didn't have an example, a proper example. So God had to send his son, Jesus Christ, to be the pattern for you and I to follow. Jesus came in this sinful body. He had to come in this earthling suit so that he can take the sin of man and nail it to Calvary's cross. So now by his blood and by his stripes that we are healed, by his blood, we, we you and I, can be redeemed for the faults, our errors, our mistakes, and the bad stuff that we have done in our past. Why? Because God sent his son. And when he sent his son, he prearranged a pathway so that you and I do not have to pay for our faults and our penalties and all the stuff that we may have done. We can now accept Jesus Christ, accept the blood that Jesus has given us on Calvary's cross, and allow him to wash and cleanse us by repentance, 1 John 1, 9. So as we do that, the Bible says, he that the Son sets free is free indeed. So now your spirit, your soul is no more condemned. But now you can have everlasting life. Don't get stuck with people only talking about their religion or their pastor or their church or their tradition or their culture. Don't get stuck with that. Please understand that God has given us his son, Jesus Christ. The foundation for your salvation is locked up in John 3, 16. Someone might ask you the question, what is this to be saved? Just quote John 3, 16. Oh, I don't have my Bible. You got your phone. Pull it up. Oh, I don't have the app. Why not? Now you have the app. Pull it up. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's an old persuasion. Pull it up, John 3, 16. Not everyone will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only John 3, 3. Those that have been born again. Not born again of a religion. Not born again of a culture. Not born again of tradition. But born again of the spirit. So we need to strive in the one that sets us free and makes us born again. Now we are pattern and examples so that others might see. We call that followers. Followers mean Christians. Yeah. 
That's where the word comes from, Christians. So someone looks at you, hey, are you a Christian? Blood bought, washed, cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Oh, you're perfect. No, I'm not perfect. God is still working on me. But I'm walking towards perfection. Can I get an amen, somebody? God is still working on us. You still got some trips that you're going through. You still hung up with stuff. But don't stay there. Know that God has already prearranged for you to live the good life. Pattern. God says, be a pattern. Be a pattern sitter. Be an example of the believer. How should a believer act? How should they respond? How should they live? It depends on what is within their spirit, within their heart. This year, 2017, I'd like to push you forward and encourage you. Strive in the spirit. I know that we are common men. We face these things every single day. But guess what? Even as a common man, you have a choice. You can either choose to live like the world or live as what you were. Or you can choose to live above all the situations that you used to face in your life. God has delivered you. He's bought you out. So if he's bought you out, you got to act redeemed. You got to be redeemed. You got to live like it. You got to talk about it. You got to speak about it. You got to sing a new song. If he puts a dance in your step, then you got to dance. But it has to be shown so that others might see what's going on in your life. You are a pattern sitter. I'm about to close. Follow means to pay attention. Not just pay attention, but pay close attention. See, if I had three young men that I'm trying to impart word to, if I'm trying to speak into their life, then what I speak has to be followed in what I do. And any one of the three men could follow that exact example. And they could all become what I'm teaching them to become if I mentor them right. But what's the difference out of the three? The one who wants it the most. Anytime I was in competition, no matter if it was sports or education or to win the spelling bee contest, I tried to rehearse it. I tried to practice it. I may have lost a few times, but it caused me to get even stronger. I want to achieve this, man. I don't want when people say, you stupid, you talking to me. I don't see nobody else over here. You must be talking to me. How much will you endure? What hardships will you allow to take place in your life? What would you do if your family member, your friend, or your loved one is going through a situation and you still live 
that life that is displeasing to God? What will you wait for? Will you wait for something, an emergency to take place? Why not make it right now? So God can change the whole outlook of the situation. And he can give you hope. That's what we're looking for every single day. Every day we're looking for hope. God, you're going to do something better in my life. I'm so grateful. Some of you might not know, we were teaching the 100 series class right now. 8 o'clock every Sunday morning. We're teaching it for at least 5 or 6 weeks. You have an opportunity to get up early. Get into that class. 100 series will teach you about the Bible. What the Bible represents. Why do you have a Bible? We'll tell you about the Gospels, the minor prophets, the major prophets, the books of love. Many of us have no idea what that's talking about. So you have the opportunity today. But we struggle with the part that, man, I got to give up the morning service and then go to class and then catch the second service. But guess what? It's made available for you. You have the opportunity. Next month, you'll be having different classes, more classes. Why? Because we care about the souls that are one to the kingdom. And we want to help build your faith. We want to partner with you on your road of salvation. To know that the destiny that you're heading towards, we'd like to kind of guide you along and be a help to you, to your family, and to those that you're connected with. How many pattern setters we got here this morning? Come on, let's give God a big clap offering. Let's stand to our feet, please. I'd like to challenge you this morning. I'm not going to call you out of your seat, but I'm going to cause you or challenge you to take a leap of faith. Now you might say, Apostle, what is the leap of faith? That means I'm going to motivate, I'm going to try to motivate you to step out of your comfort zone and sign up for one of these classes. I'd like to motivate you. I'd like to compel you. Well, now i got to give up something more. Well, how much more? How much more will you pay? How much more would you make a sacrifice? And all of these classes are free. You got marriage classes throughout the week. You got discipleship classes going on. You got training classes that could help equip you. Some of us walk around with this attitude that I got my Bible. According to the scripture, the Holy Spirit is the greatest teacher. I'm going to teach you about that too. The Holy Spirit is not the vessel. It's the man inside of the man, which is the Holy Spirit. But you need an example. You need to follow an illustration. You need to make sacrifices. So I'd like to pray with you today, this morning, and compel you and encourage you. Go forward. Make a commitment. I'm going to sign up because I need to get into that class. I need to change my attitude so that I could go to the next altitude. If you believe that with me, can you lift your hand right where you are? I'd like to pray a special prayer with you. If you believe that, 
Father, I call this into existence for your people. Only for those who believe, I call this into existence. The sacrifices that you have made far outweighs any other sacrifice that we can ever think of or imagine. Holy Spirit, right now, place it within the hearts of your people. We need to strive in the Spirit in 2017. And today we're learning how to be a pattern or follow the pattern first. So we can be pattern setters in our lives. Now say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, here I am. I, I missed it many times. I repent right now. Soften my heart. Humble my heart. Change my attitude. That the blessing will never cease to stop. But it will continue in my life. And in those that are around me. And connected to me. I make my commitment right now. To you. I desire to learn. I desire to go further. And go up the next level. Today, right now. My attitude. Is being adjusted. So I can go up to the next altitude. Thank you for the blood of the Lamb. Wash my mind. Cleanse my heart. I surrender my all to you. And I give you praise. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Lord, we pray now is about to dismiss and go on to our ways, our homes. Then prepare for water baptism this afternoon. Let our hearts continue to be saturated by the power of your word and the presence of your Holy Spirit. That victories will take place in our lives. We give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Now just lift your hand to the Father. We're going to sing this short chorus before we close. If you can do anything. Here we go. You can use anything, Lord. If you can use anything. Take my hands, take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Touch my heart Lord, speak to me. If you can use, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use. Come on, would you lift your hands? Would you worship the Lord? Tell Him, if you can use anything, if you 